Welcome to my canning cellar, where I don't want to tell you how to can, but rather just tell you how I can. Everyone does need to do his own research to find out what recipes and techniques make the most sense to him and what makes him feel the most confident and comfortable in doing home canning. While I do tweak some recipes here and there now that I have some experience in home canning, I do my best to follow the guidelines put out by the National Center for Home Food Preservation, and I'll put the link to that website in the show description, as well as the link to the USDA canning guide. Those trusted websites have put all the hard work into making sure that the rest of us can home can safely. So this is Season 2, Episode 19, Pepper Jelly. This recipe was done on the water bath cycle of my digital canner, but of course you can use your regular water bath canner that goes on the stovetop. So for equipment, I also used a Dutch oven pot, pot holders, a canning funnel, canning jar lifter, a sharp knife, a cutting board, measure cups and spoons, my small food processor, and a towel. I always put newly processed jars on a towel, no matter what table I use, not only to catch the water, but also to avoid shocking the jars on a colder surface. The recipe I used is from a website that I just happened upon online. And I'll put the link to that in the show description. And they said this is a ball brand recipe. Now I didn't follow the recipe exactly, because I didn't have the right amount of honey it called for. So do check out the website if you want to see the original recipe. The ingredients I used were eight medium green and red peppers, a half cup jalapeno peppers, and I used store-bought ones that came in a jar, one and a quarter cups apple cider vinegar, three tablespoons of low or no sugar kneaded pectin, and I had the ball brand on hand, two and a quarter cups sugar, and three quarter cups honey. I cut the tops off of the peppers, I deseeded the peppers, and then I chopped them as small as I could. And after the first four peppers, I wondered why I wasn't using the food processor. So I pulled it out and I did the rest with the food processor. I'm thinking next time I should drain the peppers because a food processor does draw out a lot of liquid like it does with onions. I also trimmed around the cap of the peppers because I use every good piece of pepper that I can find. I put the sliced canned jalapeno peppers in the food processor and gave them a few spins with the blades. I did end up with a few chunkier pieces of all the pepper, but that wasn't of any concern to me. So I put all the peppers into my Dutch oven pot with the vinegar and the pectin and brought it to a rolling boil. And a rolling boil is one that can't be stirred down. Then I added the sugar and the honey, brought that back to a rolling boil, and I let it boil while I stirred it continuously for three minutes. In the meantime, my jars were sitting in boiling water in the digital canner because I always put hot food into hot jars and into hot water. So I took each jar out, filled them using my canning funnel to a quarter inch headspace. I wiped the rims off with a lint-free cloth that was soaked in hot water. I put the lid on and I finger tightened the ring. After each jar was filled and back in the boiling water, I added enough hot water to cover the jars by about two inches. The processing time for my elevation above sea level was 15 minutes. Using the digital canner, I didn't have to do anything other than advance to the canning cycle when prompted, so I let it do its thing. And after the cool down period, I let them set in the canner without the cover on for another five minutes before removing the jars 
which is just to allow for some settling of the food so nothing spits out at me when I lift them out. If I had used my regular stovetop water bath canner, I would have started timing the 15 minutes after the water started a continual rolling boil. I ended up with six and almost a full seventh half pint jars. Normally I would be sure to have the correct headspace, but I figured that I would just put the almost full jar in the refrigerator for more immediate use after processing. The reason for needing the correct headspace is that tested recipes are configured using a certain headspace. And if we have too little, then the time allotted for processing may not be enough to rid the jar of the extra air, which can lead to food discoloration or even a failed seal. And I'll link to where I found that explanation on why the correct headspace is important in home canning foods. So the jars are still pinging as I write this. And because jelly can take up to a couple of weeks to set, I will have to update you later as to how it came out. I'm concerned it may be too syrupy because I did not drain the excess pepper juice made from using the food processor. But if the taste is there, I'm sure I'll make it again trying for a thicker set. I do love pepper jelly over a block of cream cheese and served with crackers. And in my area, store-bought pepper jelly is not easy to find. Okay, so now this is the next day. I tried the pepper jelly last night. It set up beautifully, so I guess I won't change anything about the method. Sadly, I only had about three tablespoons of cream cheese left on hand, but it was enough to make me appreciate that I can make my own pepper jelly and know it'll be a hit. And to our neighbor Roger, who always listens to this podcast, I'm bringing a jar up to you and Mary. So thanks again for visiting my canning cellar. Talk soon. Stay safe.